We all start our companies for different reasons. What's yours? Even more important to know very, very clearly is why you're still driven to keep it going today. It's easy to get distracted by what motivates others with their business or keep running in place on the hamster wheel that you've created for yourself. But the sooner you can connect with what drives you, the faster you can build a strategy for your company that's viable in the long run. In this episode of Own Your Business, I'll talk about nine psychological motivations that influence human decisions, share how to identify what drives you as a business owner, and then dig into why it's important to keep at the forefront of your long-term strategy. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Have you ever heard of the peak end effect? Here's what it says in a nutshell. It says that over the course of some time frame, we're going to look back and we'll remember a couple of things. We'll remember the peak experiences that we had and we'll remember the most recent or the last experiences that we had. This is just how our brains work. So as you're going through and you're thinking about your entire life, what kind of peak experiences do you remember? Well, Today, I'm going to share a couple of mine, and then I'm going to tie them into the episode, which is, why do you own your business? So let's go and start with a personal peak experience that I had, something that I will never forget. And that is, when I was 20 years old, I took a bike trip through Europe with a buddy of mine, Gwen. I remember I was burnt out of college after my freshman year. I mean, I was probably burnt out before I started, let's be honest. I failed two classes. I didn't really care about what I was doing. I'd actually lost interest in something that I knew I was really passionate about. Over the course of that freshman year, I just, I I burned out and I needed something that could really get me inspired again, something that could motivate me to find joy in life. And so I decided to take a pause on college and I saved up as much money as I could over the course of, I don't know, seven, eight, nine months, something like that. And then my buddy and I, we went to Europe for four months. We flew into London. We had bicycles. We had camping gear, a couple of maps. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have a camera, no photos from this trip. This is old school, 1998. And we had the absolute best time, the best time. We rode in England for a few weeks, and then we took the ferry up to Amsterdam and actually to the Hook Van Holland and then rode up to Amsterdam. And then we rode from Amsterdam down to Paris, down along the Rhone River into Marseille, and then all throughout the French Riviera and the Italian Riviera, over into Pisa, then Florence, and then finally down to Rome. It was the trip of a lifetime. I learned so much about myself and so much about the world, and it really inspired me to spend the rest of my life, frankly, traveling and adventuring and exploring. Here's another peak experience. This one was educational. So I graduated from college and I had a degree in history and a degree in communications, English, writing, rhetoric, and communications. And after kind of 
you know, bouncing around for a little bit here and there, writing for magazines, editing for magazines, doing some construction work. I thought maybe I wanted to teach in elementary school or, or high school. Something was really motivating me to try and, and foster interest in education in others. And so I thought, you know what, actually, probably elementary kids are not really my speed, but college kids could be. And so I wanted to take what I had learned in college and, and to teach that and, and create that passion in other kids who were at that age. And so to do that, I needed to learn Latin because I had to do research on primary historical documents. And if I was going to be able history, they were going to be in Latin. But here's the thing. I didn't know Latin. But to apply to the PhD programs, I had to have competency. So what did I do? I sat down and I taught myself three years of Latin in three months up in the attic of a house that I was renting with my mom and my sister. It was an interesting experience for me and something that I'll never forget. Playing that Gregorian chant music and translating Latin until I was competent enough to pass the test. Third peak experience that I, I look back on, and that was a much longer stretch of my life from 2006 to 2014. I was so lucky to have gotten a job at the resort that I worked at in Washington State, Roach Harbor. And when I started working there in 2001 and then moved into management in 2003, I was in the restaurants. But in 2006, I moved from the restaurants over to events and then very quickly after that into a lodging director role. Now, the, the GM who was my boss, he was definitely of the mindset that you give clear expectations to your upper level managers and then you give them the resources that they need to succeed, set goals and then let them go and do what they needed to do to get there. And I just felt so fortunate to have the freedom and independence to pursue the business objectives that we had at the company in events and in lodging and, and marketing to do that in my own way and to find what was going to be successful, not just for me, but for the company as a whole. Now, what's interesting about all of these peak experiences is that they have a common thread freedom and independence, freedom and independence. Now here's one last peak experience that I want to share. And that's in 2015. I felt cooped up in my apartment in the city in Dallas. I also felt a little bit trapped by the life that I had created for myself. I couldn't see my daughter as much as I wanted to after the divorce that I had gone through. I couldn't travel as much as I wanted to because of my job. It was in operations, which meant that I had to be there. I couldn't even spend time outside because it was 100 degrees every day that summer. So towards the end of August, I started running. Now, I wasn't a runner at the time. I couldn't even last a mile on the treadmill without taking a break. But after two weeks of giving it a go, I decided to sign up for a marathon. Four months later, I crossed the finish line in just over five hours. But I still crossed because for me, it wasn't really about the race or even getting in shape. It was about the runner's high that I felt four or five times a week when I trained. It was the feeling of being in flow on the trail. And it was the ability to forget about the cage that I felt trapped in. And it would instead do what I wanted. So fast forward to last year. During the pandemic, I enrolled in a program at Texas A&M University for Applied Behavioral Economics. It's through their Human Behavior Lab. And I take courses on different topics that are part of behavioral economics. They, they focus on marketing or sales or pricing or communication. And 
one of them that I took was about marketing to mindsets. And it was taught by a genius, at least somebody that I think is a genius, and that's Will Leach. And he's got a strong background in behavioral science and real practical experience working at PepsiCo and Frito-Lay and other companies. And one of the things that we learned in this class was the nine core psychological motivations that drive human behavior. And these are the nine motivations. I'm going to list them out because I think it's important for you to see maybe which one kind of strikes a chord with you. So they are achievement, autonomy, belonging, competence, esteem, empowerment, engagement, nurturance, and risk. Now, I'm not going to go into the definitions of each of these because I think that you can tell just from the title what it is that really involves that particular motivation. But it's important to know that each of us has two to three of these that tend to dominate what drives us. Now, I learned about how these motivations impact marketing and sales, and then I applied it to what we do at ID Action for our clients in the wedding world. Let me give you an example. Let's say one of your ideal clients as a couple getting married is motivated by engagement. Okay, That means that she wants to have a break from day-to-day life and to indulge in celebration, sensory pleasures, being with people, and celebrating life's biggest moments. So if we know that that is what motivates the ideal client, how do we apply that to the business? What kind of images do we recommend for our clients to put on their website, social media? What kind of sales proposals do we develop? How can we steer the discovery call to trigger this engagement motivation? What kind of messages do we discuss in the copy on the website? Now, for engagement, it would be about food and drinks, dancing your faces off, having fun over a weekend, not just a big day, and promoting immersive destination experiences. All of these things talk about celebrating life's biggest moments. And we'd also know to avoid things like attention to details or sappy emotional moments, those tearjerker moments. And also probably design and decor aren't going to be big motivations for them to choose services. So why aren't these things big motivations? Because they aren't about what drives the ideal client to make decisions in life. It's engagement instead. Now, I learned about all of this during the pandemic. It was a time of crisis for many wedding pros. Maybe it was for you. I know it was for many of our one-on-one and our copywriting clients. And I spent a lot of time thinking about how to determine what the professionals in the event industry are motivated by. Why else would you stick through all that craziness and chaos that was the event industry during the pandemic? So I started talking about it with clients, with friends, colleagues. Why do you do what you do? Why did you start your business? Why do you still own your business? Go back to these nine core psychological motivations, achievement, autonomy, belonging, competence, esteem, empowerment, engagement, nurturance, risk. What one drives your decisions? Now, I'll tell you what mine are. Autonomy and empowerment. All right? Autonomy and empowerment. Autonomy is independence. It's freedom. 
the ability to do your own thing. And empowerment is kind of a, a next level of autonomy. It's like autonomy and competence put together. It's the opportunity to do those things. The empowerment to be able to do those things. Think back to 20-year-old Sam, that, that trip in 1998. I was boxed in by my college. I was following a traditional path that was set out by society. I felt like I was caged in by this structure. And what did I want? I wanted the freedom, the independence, and the ability to do what I wanted to do. Or when I was not able to attend the schools that I wanted to, to get the PhD that I needed to teach medieval history to college kids, I couldn't do that. I wasn't empowered to do that because I didn't have the competency in Latin. So what did I do? I learned Latin. I taught myself Latin, not in a college class, but up in the attic. Or in my 20s and 30s, when I was at Roche Harbor and I was given the opportunity to build a hospitality business, events, restaurants, hotel, the way that I wanted to do it. My boss gave me the freedom, the independence, the motivation, and the inspiration to do things my way, to achieve the goals that I needed to achieve for the company, but to do it in the way that I saw best. Ultimately, if you look at what I've done over the last half decade, as I started ID Action, this is the ultimate move to feel a sense of autonomy and empowerment. Nothing says autonomy and empowerment more than being an entrepreneur. I get to do what I want, when I want, how I want, where I want, why I want. These are all things that are about independence, autonomy, empowerment. Let me tell you one final story. And that's about Katie and I heading down to Mexico to intend engage in December of 2019. Now, we were on a drive from the island down to Seattle. It's a four or five hour trip, depending on what ferry you catch. And we've been talking about the, the business. Katie was just getting into copywriting at the time. And we were kind of mapping out what it looked like for 2020. And I was being my usual ambitious self. And we were talking about how many clients to take on. And I was pushing a little hard about what I thought could be done. And that's just, that's just me. That's how I do things. I push and I see what the limits are. And then we pull back a little bit, but Katie doesn't work that way. And frankly, she was the one doing the work. And so we ended up in a disagreement. <laughs> it turned into a little bit of a spat actually. And, and we worked through it. But then when I got down to Mexico, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And when I went through and listened to a keynote by Mike McCallowitz, who wrote the book called Profit First, I realized that it wasn't money that was a profit I wanted from the business. It was really time. It was that independence, that freedom that I wanted to have. And I kind of had this epiphany where I realized I had forgotten what motivated me in life as a business owner. I lost the plot. And here's what I got caught up in. I got caught up in two things. I got caught up in achievement and esteem. Right? These are two of the nine motivations, right? So with achievement, I got caught up in making lots of money. I got caught up in getting more speaking engagements and booking more clients. And not just more clients, but bigger clients. These were 
things that I felt like I needed to do. And that's a hallmark of achievement. You set out goals and then you do the things that you need to do to get there. But I also found myself motivated by esteem. Now, esteem is about getting recognized by others, especially in your peer group. And what I realized is that I was driven by showing others I had made it as a business owner. I had been, you know, two, three years in and I wanted to show people that I was successful. I wanted people at Engage to see me as a success. I also wanted not just to speak more at conferences and workshops, but I wanted to speak at more prestigious conferences and workshops. I wanted people to go, wow, he spoke at this conference. That's amazing. And I found myself comparing what I was doing professionally to what my brother was doing. I wanted recognition, probably from him, from my family members, from friends that we shared, because my brother is wildly successful. I think I had a little bit of envy, some jealousy. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to show everybody that I can do this too. I wanted to be recognized for the achievements, the accomplishments. And ultimately, I found myself making decisions based on these two things. And I was all of a sudden driven by other people's goals or old goals that I had had that were based on achievement or esteem. That was old Sam. So since then, since that trip down to Mexico, I have kept these motivations of autonomy and empowerment front and center in every major business decision that we've made for ID Action. And I've set down three very simple goals as a business owner. Number one, I want free time to do what I want to do after four o'clock every weekday. And I also want to have the weekends off. I want to work eight to four. But really what I want is I want to not work. (laughs) I want that freedom, that independence. I want control of my schedule after four o'clock and on the weekends. I also want to have a hundred days of travel every year. I know that sounds crazy. That's ridiculous. It's a three and a half months, but that's what I want. Remember that bike trip that fostered this love of travel, adventure, backpacking, traveling the world. I want that. And so I make that a priority. And then the third goal is more time with my family, especially because our kids, 13 and almost 14 now, they're going to leave for college in about five years. And so I want to spend as much quality time with them as possible. Now, what's fascinating is that one of the big drivers for me at work every day and why I do what I do is to help other business owners like you create a company to own your business in such a way that it gives you the independence and empowerment that you want in your life. It's almost like I'm projecting my own psychological drivers on the kind of help that I provide to business owners like you. Because I believe that wedding professionals, by and large, start their companies because they want to have freedom and independence from corporate nine to five. And I think that you all want to learn the skills that you need so that you're capable enough to make enough money to have enough free time to do what you want with your life. Now, you may not have the same goals that I have, 
whatever, if, if it's a schedule or the number of days off that you want to travel every year, I think most people probably want more quality time with loved ones. But at its essence, what I'm doing is I'm teaching you how to be more capable in your business so that you can do the things that you want in life, whatever success looks like. The skills you learn by listening to this podcast or reading my newsletter or being a client of our company, all of those things are about giving you the opportunity to succeed, however success looks to you. It's why I called this podcast Own Your Business. I want you to own it rather than it owning you. I want you to make it yours. So I ask you to think about what drives you. Is it recognition from your peers? Do you want more followers on Instagram? When people look at your Instagram account, do you want them to go, wow, look at all those followers? Do you want to get on the best of list, the who's who's list, so that people can see that you've made it? Do you want to partner with big names in the industry? Or maybe you're motivated by achievement. Maybe you want to make lots of money. You want to achieve those financial goals. Six figures, quarter million, half million, whatever it is. Maybe you want to win awards. Or maybe you have a smaller goal of just making a referral list. Or working at a particular venue. Those are all achievement-oriented goals. Maybe you're motivated by risk and not necessarily taking more risk on, but reducing risk, lowering that risk, having steady income, seeing a full calendar, having that financial stability. Gosh, especially after the pandemic, I think that that's a big motivator for people. Or maybe it's nurturance. Maybe you're driven by a purpose to help couples. Or to lead and manage a team, associates, build a studio. Or maybe you want to build a community, a greater community out there. Do things differently and have people be a part of that. Whatever your motivator is, the key is to dig in and get really clear on what drives you, what moves you, what makes you want to own your business. And then build a business around those reasons not someone else's. Now, if you need help with that, reach out. I'd love to do a 90-minute session with you to dig in, discover what motivates you, and then help you structure a business strategy around it. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 